0: Bitches, it's TikTok Bubby, also known as S.J. Mendelson, also known as Ma Kitty, 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 Kitty. Oh, I can still remember that kiss from Simon Cowell five years ago on America's Got Talent 12. Oh, my God. He gave me a kiss. I sat on his lap. One of the best kisses ever. No tongue, of course, thank God, but his lips were so soft. Oh, my God. Ah, those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end, or we hoped. Okay. Today's TikTok Bubby um, podcast is going to be, so you want to be an actor. Do you? All right. Here's some easy-peasy ways of my experience of show business, how I was in and out of it for many years, and 10 years ago, focused on at 65 fucking years old, I became an actor for real again. All right, let's talk about my acting career in the early, when I was a teenager. My father was a horse player and had a friend who wrote, "Um, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Um, He was a co-writer of that, Um, and I was a singer. I had sung all the time from when I was a young girl. I was a singer. So he he and his partner had written um, a song called The Phone in the Candy Store. So listen to the, you can hear the alarms out there. It's either a fire engine or a police car or an ambulance I'm, on the top of, you know, the 14th floor in North Hollywood, California. Anyway, he wrote a song called The Phone in the Candy Store, and I was 15 years old. So I did a demo record, which I still happen to have, of course. And then um, I sang the song on a demo record and a demo record back in the day. They did demonstration records to see if anybody famous singers wanted to sing this song. And it was like, I was lonely all the time. Look how I remember this. No one ever buzzed my line. So I scratched my number on the door of the phone in the candy store. I oh, can't hit the notes anymore. Now I get phone calls day and night from boys who want to hold me tight, since I scratched my number on the door of the phone in the candy store. Anyway, that was the song, and I sang that, and uh, then I got signed to Buck Ram, who was the manager of the Platters from the 50s, and then he would change my name from Sandy Mendelson, get that, to, 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 to Janie Chase. Jane is my middle name, and my mother worked for Chase Manhattan Bank. So that's how they came up with that. Wait until that alarm bell, whatever it is, goes past me. Anyway, so uh, they wrote a song called All I Want to Do Is Love You. All I Want to Do Is Love You why should anybody care people seem to think i'm on the brink my asthma's bothering me as always of one big sad Simple, sweet, and strong. Then I sang in the middle, talked. All I want to do is love you. How could that be wrong? Anyway, so I didn't get anything with that, okay? They signed me, but I was like, you know, my parents had no idea how to go about getting the right people to work with me and, and really focus on what to do. They had no concept, you know what they just didn't. So then the uh the guys who wrote um or recorded the tokens, the lion sleeps tonight re-recorded and became very successful and very famous. You know I'm a way anyway, are you chewing that? Get out of there You chewing, that's my cat chewing that again. No, she's chewing the wire. That cat, I'm just saying, she always spoils everything. I see the thing move, get out, you little, little about beat it. (laughs) Oh my god, it's gonna be a crazy podcast today. Anyway, the brothers came and they wanted to manage me. My parents said no. That was that was another one of those mistakes that my parents made. And I wasn't old enough to make my own decisions. So anyway, so there went that dream, okay? So by then, I was going to college, and I had a boyfriend, and he didn't want me to be in show business. So of course, what do I do? At 19, my first boyfriend, who then became my first husband, I listened to him. Was I crazy or what? Crazy, Anyway, when we split up, all of a sudden, in the uh, we split up in the 70s, and I started singing in the cabarets in New York. I started singing in all the fabulous cabarets. Reno Sweeney, uh, Brothers and Sisters, oh, my God, the grand finale. And I met some great people, some creative people, like Bob Schulenberg, who gave Barbara Streisand our makeup look. He was a fabulous photographer and an illustrator. And we hung out. So I sort of dabbled in show business again. But I, I just didn't really know how to really, you know, what was the way to do it? Do I want to just be a cabaret singer? Whatever. So then I got the opportunity to come out here to California. People ask me on TikTok. How do you come? How'd you come to California? Well, in 1976 I met this manager agent there um, and uh, Dennis Ritz was his name and he said why don't you come out we're opening a club here you know in California and I said what have I got to lose so I said yes yeah. it was called the towpath Inn it was on La Sienica between Santa Monica oh my God and Melrose Avenue and that was the beginning of my foray for real into show business because what else was I going to do out here? I'd been a school teacher in New York. I I, I get it. I was an art teacher and kids were throwing clay at me all the time and making clay penises and all sorts of shit. It just was too much for me. (laughs) So I came out here and was singing and I fell in love with the place. And um, I got the opportunity to do my first voiceover because um, I became the Heirloom girl. Heirloom was a famous mattress company that had made the most incredible mattresses. And its owner was a blind person. So I forget his first name was King. I don't remember his King Common, maybe. I don't remember his last name. But they had me do a voiceover commercial for You know, I became the heirloom girl. Thank you, heirloom. Thank you, heirloom. Thank you, heirloom. So I fell into that and I started doing voiceovers. And I had my voiceover, um, uh, I had like a tape made so I could do other voiceovers. So that was one of the forays I fell into just by chance. And then I moved to Cleveland with my boyfriend, of course, always a man, always a man. So we moved to Cleveland, I took my voiceover tape with me. By the way, Gary Edwards, Ralph Edwards' son from This Is Your Life made the voiceover tape for me and he was just amazing. I took the voiceover tape with me and I, in Cleveland back then in the late 70s, early 80s you could go around to different agencies and bring the voiceover tape, boom! And I was in AFTRA, too. I forgot to say that. AFTRA was separate from Thad. Joined AFTRA. Then I started doing voiceovers on radio and TV. Oh, my God. that was really That was really when my acting career took off. And also my singing career because I was working in nightclubs. They had cabarets in Cleveland. Cleveland for three years was one of the best places I ever lived. You know, a lot of people think Cleveland, the mistake on the lake, not true. Voiceovers galore, TV shows galore, clubs galore, special shows galore. And so then I decided, you know, I could have stayed there, but I went with the boyfriend back to L.A. And I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? There's no cabarets in L.A. There was nothing like that. So I decided to get a voiceover agent. Um, I called uh, different agencies. And uh, you need an agent in L.A. That's one of the things you have to have. You know, I'm just really being perfectly upfront and honest with you. Getting a good agent is everything. So what happened was I got my first commercial on camera commercial and uh, was for Bell. So I had my voiceover tape, my Pac Bell commercial, and I started looking for the the franchise SAG agents in the old book. And I would call every one of them and um, none of them were interested in me. But the voiceover agent who was interested in me was the Steve Tishman agency. So... And he was associated with Don Schwartz Agency. He was a wonderful on-camera agent. So they both signed me. I was very lucky. And my first, I did a commercial, uh, on-camera commercial in the early 80s. And I was doing voiceovers like crazy with Steve Tisherman. And, of course, I thought, you know, maybe I'll go to a bigger agency, William Morris. He was a very big agent then, probably still. And I went to William Morris Agency and then, you know, I started working more and more and did a lot of voiceovers and a lot of voiceovers, a lot. I used to do, I'll get you and your little dog too. (laughs) One of my biggest things that I still get residuals for is the real Ghostbusters where I played the ghost witch. Oh yeah that kind of a thing. So I was very successful at that. And then, you know, singing in some of the clubs, got married, had a baby and then boom, the bottom fell out because my husband left as I've shared with everybody. And I just couldn't take care of my son, go on auditions and do that kind of stuff. So (laughs) There I gave up show business. It was 1989, 1990. And went to sell light bulbs for a living on the phone. Hi, this is Sandy, the lighting girl. The girl that lights up your life with light bulbs. That was me. For 25 years, I didn't act. And then 10 years ago, in uh, 2012, a friend of mine, actually, an ex employee's husband is a disc jockey, and he said, and they were doing that, oh, um, that was that movie, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. And he asked me if I could do a video with you, like a video, a voiceover with him, where I play Alexandra with a Jewish accent. And that was my foray back into show business. Oh my God. And that's when I started working again. But stop. Hold on a minute, because when I came back in 2012, show business was completely different than it was when I left it. When I left it, you had your 8 by 10 glossy. You know, it was in black and white. You know, you would go around to the different agents. You would bring them to people. You would have the go-sees, which meant you go see somebody if they want to see you. So I go to... Um, find out wow how is show business different first of all you can't have black and white eight by ten glossies anymore you have to have color ones with your head shot. okay next of course you have to have an agent well I was in still still in SAG because I paid my SAG dues forever and ever actually um I had stopped paying SAG because I had no money to pay SAG that's what it was and uh So I started sending letters out to different agents. I still went to SAG to see the franchised agents. And I started sending out letters, you know, dear so-and-so, my agent passed away, which was true, but he had died years before. And I'm looking for a new agent and I'm 65. You know, maybe let's see what we can do. One agent brings me in right away. Oh, we want you. We want you right away. We'll sign you. And I went, whoa. Whoa wait a minute, let me take my time. I'm not going to rush so quickly into this. The second agent brought me in, and it was Avalon Artist Group, it was Stephanie. And I just had a good connection to her and loved her right away. And, oh, my God, things started happening for me because I'm 65. I ain't no youngster anymore. You know, thank God I'm no youngster anymore, Right. So um, went out for commercial auditions. I gave up the voiceover thing. On camera was my way. One of the things that um, Stephanie suggested I do is to take classes. And I went, okay, who am I going to take it from? Well, my friend Judy Kane, who has done over 400 commercials. Keep it real acting. And I'm going to bring her in to talk about, you know, show business to interview you, interview her. So she can tell you what the process is. And I started taking her classes on commercials and improv because one thing I didn't share about, you know, occasionally before I gave up show business, I was taking um, improv classes at the Groundlings, which is a phenomenal place to study improv. So I studied improv again and keep it real acting and taking classes with Judy Kane And acting had really changed because in my day, you had to be very big. And now you had to be very real. So I started taking classes with her and my first commercial was a Pepsi commercial. And I got really lucky very quickly and I got a lot of different commercials right away. Don't ask me why because I don't know the answer to that. But that's the process that I began doing. So then I... I went and found like a good photographer because she wanted me to take new photographs, which I did with Joanne DeGeneres. And she took photographs of me and the process had changed. Number one, you just didn't go see people. You had to have online presence. So that's the next thing. I created my online presence. And the three places that I did was Actors Access. There are three or casting services that I work with on a daily basis, okay? It's Actors Access, LA Casting, and there's one more. Let me think, I'm so bad. Let me think about the other one. I don't use it all the time. I'm going to go get what I, so you, you can't see me. You'll just hear me. I'll be right back. Don't go away. All right, I'm back. Now I'm looking here. I'm just looking. It's Actors Access, LA Casting. And let me just see what you have. I love Actors Access, Casting Networks, LA Casting. Oh, my God, there's one more I can't even find, so I'm sorry. Uh, if I could only find it on my phone, then I could tell you what it is, but I'll come back to that later. So the three casting networks. So I started self-submitting on there as well as my agents submitting me to, and that was pretty amazing. You know, like, uh, and I started getting things, you know, like getting different things. So self-submission is okay, but letting your agents submit you for a lot of things is very important as well. So then after that, things started to happen for me. You know, I've done a lot of reality television, which I love because I'm more of a personality you know, I'm not such a. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Casting Frontier. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. That's what it was. Casting Frontier. So, those three. Um, I'm a personality. You know, I did my first um, uh, reality television show. Uh, well, yeah, with Pittman Casting, who is a fantastic casting company that loves me where I got the tattoo on TV, bad cast, bad tattoo. And I've done a lot of different reality televisions because, you know, I am who I am, but that's my thing. It doesn't have to be your thing. So I t- want to tell you how the process is different today. First thing you have to do is you need to get an agent. You go see, you know, just reach out to as many agents as you can, you know, or if you have a friend who wants to recommend you. And then if they want to see your 8x10, send it to them online. That's how you do self to them. You don't go and give them an, 8, you know, an 8x10. Um, then what happens is if, if they call you in, they'll send you for the pictures that they want, the photographers they want you to use. And then after that, they'll start submitting you for different things. And you go for auditions. Today, auditions are no longer in person because of COVID. They are self auditions on tape, and some of the people, like Judy Kane, she can help you with that. Learn. I'm I'm not very good at it, but I do my best. And then you know, you just do your best, and you can't. You have to once you leave, as we used to say, once you leave the casting suite, you have to leave it behind you, and that's what I do. Leave it behind me. Now, as you all know, I was working a few years ago, ten months ago, left. Got a job as the noni at the lender, which is a character that's me, basically, working for a great company. And I've gotten different things, commercials, um, you know, different things that people want me for. But don't pigeonhole yourself. You know, I, I, my, and then the age range. I'm so like all over the place, 50 to 85, because I'm 75 now. I've been in the business for 10 years. And when I went in, as I said, I was 65 and now I'm 75. So I go up for different things, things that I want to get involved with, things that people casting people think I'm right for. And, you know, I'm up for a few things this year. I signed one deal memo. I can't say what it is. It's just going to happen next year. But, you know, it's just different things that crop up that people want for me. But don't forget, I created my own thing on on TikTok with TikTok Bubby. And then I also created my own thing, you know, with this podcast. So you could create things yourself rather than, you know, not always waiting to be discovered because mostly it's luck, you know, luck and talent and being at the right place at the right time. So, you know, and I don't do not let anything, the grass doesn't grow under my feet. I have to keep doing something, you know. And you know, I did Bubby's Know Best a few years ago on JLTV, Jewish Lifetime Television Network. It was an incredible experience working for those people, and we were matchmakers. And I am a matchmaker, so that's one of the things that you know that uh, that I do do. Uh, so you'll find your niche. You know, if you're a comedian, you know, serious actor, whatever you are, you know, just. Do the suggestions I suggested. Look for your agent first. Okay, they'll tell you the photographer they want you to use. Join the three casting network situations, your LA Casting, Casting Frontier Actors Access. Self-submit yourself. Now, if you're not in the union, you can submit yourself to everything because there's so many non-union commercials now. I am in the union, so I'm only submitted to things that are in the union. You know, that's what I do. But you, if you're not in the union, can submit yourself to everything. So, you know, I just I hope I helped. Good luck. I mean, uh, you know, good luck with your whatever you decide to do in show business, you know. But don't forget, you always have to have a side job, always, because show business ain't going to support you completely. So you have to have a side hustle. So, you know, I hope I helped you in some degree or not, although I was all over the place telling you about my story because I'm still working at 75 and I'll continue working for as long as they let me, okay? And if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. And I'm going to bring Judy Kane in, you know, after the holidays to come in to my podcast so she can tell you the process and, you know, She's my mentor, Judy Kane, at Keep It Real Acting, because, you know, I learned so much from her on how to be a certain way yourself in commercials, if that's what you want to go into. And commercials are great. And also, one of the things she always said is when you're doing commercials before you do them, look on TV and see who is the character that you're going to portray in a commercial. Is it an old lady? Me. Young person. Right? funny neighbor. So I'm going to bring her in. And I just want to say thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Kwanzaa. I love you all. Happy New Year. And don't forget.